Hi, friend, and welcome back to the Vision Driven Health Podcast. You may be surprised to find that this past weekend, I partook of pizza, bread, bread pudding, brownies, ice cream, wine, and a charcuterie board, which you might be thinking, wait a second, I thought this was about healthy habits. I thought this was about being vision driven. And it was a special occasion this past weekend. Ryan and I went on a vision marriage retreat. It was our second annual retreat, just us out in the middle of nowhere on a farm. If you can't tell, I'm all about vision driven things. (laughs) And again, you might be thinking, okay, it was a marriage retreat. Okay, so you had your cheat meal or your treat meal, or maybe you th- you're thinking, no, no, Robin had it all in moderation because it's all about moderation if you're going to eat those foods. In this episode, I'm going to be unpacking all of those different thoughts and what the difference between being vision-driven is and maybe the typical assumptions or perspectives on cheat meals, treat meals, or eating in moderation, and how what I ate this past weekend, I would consider as something that's actually just a part of being intentional in my sustainable, healthy lifestyle. Do you find yourself struggling to consistently implement healthy habits? Do you lack energy, confidence, and motivation because of stress, overwhelm, and shame for having not gotten it together by now? Friend, there is hope and grace for your health. Hey, I'm Robin Ryan McDonald, host of the Vision Driven Health Podcast. I'm a follower of Jesus, a wife, a mama of two, and a seminarian turned health coach. And I'm so excited that you're here. I found myself in my early 20s captive to cravings and convenience. 20 pounds heavier, super tired, with a face full of acne. I could not figure out how to maintain healthy habits until I discovered the power of aligning my choices with God's vision. 10 years and two kids later, by the grace of God, I'm still prioritizing my health and feeling amazing. If you are over quick fixes and are ready to feel good in your own skin, then grab a giant water bottle and let's dive on in. Have you heard of the phrase, everything in moderation when it comes to healthy eating? The, I can eat whatever I want, I just can't have too much of it. I hear this concept a lot with fitness or health coaches that focus primarily on macros. A lot of pictures or posts about eating donuts or having ice cream while still losing weight, which is super appealing, right? I think so too. And I actually think there's some truth to it. But how many of us have had the intention to be moderate in our consumption, but find ourselves scooping the last bit of melted ice cream from the bottom of the pint we meant to only have a few bites of? It's hard to know when to stop. It's difficult to put the brakes on after we've already jumped on the treat train full speed ahead. (laughs) Speaking of treat train, really quick, I think it's important to talk about treat foods and cheat meals, using the air quotations over treat foods and cheat meals. I've heard many say that you must have treats and cheats in order to create a healthy lifestyle that lasts. Again, I think there's some truth to that because I understand that the point is you can't just deny yourself certain foods that you love. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to maintain whatever diet or plan you're doing. Totally agree with that. At the same time, I think there's a problem 
with your diet if what you normally eat isn't a treat or if you feel like you have the need to quote unquote cheat. I mean, talk about an open door to shame. And in episode six, I talked a lot about the whole topic was grace-fueled health, which really does come in handy when we're navigating those shame traps for our eating choices, which I think really do come from labeling certain foods as bad or good or treat versus cheat or treat and cheat versus what you should, quote unquote, should be eating. But wouldn't it make more sense if all food was an option without being specifically labeled a treat or worse, a cheat? Now, you might be thinking, are you saying all food is healthy and it's all just free game? I'm saying it's all free game, but I'm not saying it's all healthy. I think Paul says it really well in 1 Corinthians 6.12. All things are permitted for me, but not all things are beneficial. All things are permitted for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. In this passage, Paul is responding to the church in Corinth. He's making a case for what it means to be a follower of Jesus, that while you can choose to do anything, there are specific choices that glorify God and those that do not. It's in the same passage where he later says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body, which is verses 19 through 20 in that chapter six. Now he is referring more specifically to sexual sin. At the same time, throughout his writing, he also is explaining what to do with differing views on food and what it looks like to make choices that, again, glorify God and edify the church. When I work with my clients, I explain there are no good and bad foods. What there are are foods that align with your vision and those that do not. For some, that includes eating ice cream, bread, or potato chips in quote-unquote moderation. For others, they might hardly ever have those foods because they prefer to choose healthier alternatives. Like maybe they call it nice cream where it's like frozen banana that you add some cacao powder to or uh, they'll have gluten-free options or maybe they'll just make their own versions of baked goods or even potato chips and things that they know are cleaner. Personally, I really enjoy ice cream, (laughs) I enjoy baked goods, and I like bread. I like it all. However, I rarely just have the standard versions of those that you'd get from a restaurant or that you would just buy in the grocery aisle. If I'm going to go for ice cream, which you do have to get from the grocery aisle, but I like to try and find organic or grass-fed options. Now, this is more expensive And perhaps for most of us actually creates a reason to make it less frequent. (laughs) For baked goods, I enjoy finding grain-free recipes with minimally processed sweeteners like honey or coconut sugar. And then I just really like to make it myself. If I'm going to have bread, it's usually my own homemade sourdough that I make with organic flour. It ferments long enough for the gluten to break down. And then there's just a lot more nutrients in that bread than there is in regular bread. Personally, I would just rather have the real deal. So actual, you know, real dairy ice cream, actual real flour bread in a quality form than go for fake options like almond milk ice cream or sugar-free things or gluten-free boxed items. 
I know that I can make a healthier version that tastes better than what can be bought at a store or a restaurant. Now, that's just me because my vision is to live to be a hundred, full of energy and vitality, and able to play with my great great grandkids and be and do what God is leading me in at that time of my life. And people hear me say that and they're like, well, you don't know what's gonna happen if you're gonna make it to 100. I'm like, I understand that. <laughs> I'm not God. At the same time, I think it makes sense to be intentional in stewarding my body and doing whatever I can should I have the opportunity to make it to 100 that I'm able again to do what God is calling me to do. Since that is my vision, it makes a lot of sense to prioritize nutrient-dense foods and to primarily opt out of the processed vegetable oil-filled or fried foods that have become standard when eating out or buying pre-made food. And there are still times when I go out and I'll have a little bit of whatever non-healthy food is available. And for me, it's not a treat or a cheat. It's that I'm okay with making those intentional choices on occasion as a part of a bigger vision that ultimately prioritizes healthy food. Your vision may be different than mine. I've had clients who are bent on continuing to drink soda on occasion. They like it that much. However, they also just dramatically reduced how much they were consuming and it became that occasional thing. Again, not a treat or a cheat, something integrated into their intentional choices. I've also had clients that ended up just losing their desire for soda because their palate and cravings changed from consistently eating cleaner foods. Other clients have found ways to include pizza nights with their kids because the families from their sports team go out to a pizza place every week and it's it's not something that they feel guilty about or that derails them, again, because it was an intentional integrated choice. That's not a treat night or a cheat night. It's a part of their lifestyle, their healthy vision. So with that said, I want to give you five tips on how you can make healthy choices while still enjoying your favorite foods. Number one, get clear on your vision. This is something I will continually come back to and repeat. You can check out episode five where I get into this a little bit further, but at the end of the day, you want to take some time to ask God what his vision is for your health and what is possible for your health and your habits when you partner with him. What, what would your health look like? How do you want to feel? What habits do you want to make a part of your everyday life? Having clarity around these questions is huge and major in actually being able to create habits and choices that align with something. This is the something you want it to align to. And again, you want to partner with God to get clarity on that. Number two, define your boundaries. So kind of coming back to that passage with Paul, what is beneficial and aligned with what you feel led to create for your health and your body? What would bring glory to God in your health choices? Does that include pizza with friends? Does that include occasional soda? What what does it look like for you to be within the realm of your healthy lifestyle as it is aligned with that vision. So you want to spend some time getting really clear. What are those boundaries? What, you know, what do those choices, those intentional choices look like if I am going to go to a restaurant and eat pizza with my friends? Is it a, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to do whatever I used to do in the past. 
Is it I'm going to, you know, have a few slices and, you know, just you get to define that. I'm not going to tell you what that looks like. It's up to you. And part of that too is as you get clarity on your vision, like I said, for step one or tip one, the second one of getting defining your boundaries, that's kind of a trial and error. And particularly if maybe part of your vision is, oh, okay, I want to reduce my A1C and come out of a diabetic range. So for you, that might mean that there's less of those included unhealthy foods because you're really trying to reduce inflammation and improve your metabolic health. And so for you, and that also could be something that is seasonal because oftentimes when we have some damage in our body that we need to undo, there is a period where maybe it would feel a little bit more strict for the sake of this ultimate vision. However, as you bring about that healing and you improve your insulin sensitivity, you improve your metabolic health, just using that, you know, as an example, then you can find yourself in a place where you could include more of those pizza nights or ice creams or things like that in a way that wouldn't undermine your health as severely because you've brought that healing to your body. And this is something too that, you know, helps to have a professional work with you on. That's something that I do with my clients. I know that there's other professionals that, you know, can really help to bring clarity around what does it look like to create habits and set those boundaries or, uh, you know, focuses for you and your health journey. So that brings us to number three, never let a choice define your journey. So you are on a journey of health, even when you don't do what you said you would do. You are still creating health for yourself, even when you had too much to eat. It's all a learning opportunity as you move forward, living into that vision for your health and your life. And I think some oftentimes we kind of, especially too, after, let's just say you get super clear on your vision and let's just say you feel like you've got a really good idea of what those boundaries are, what it looks like to be intentional. And then for whatever reason, you fall off track. You don't, you don't go to the gym. You don't eat the way you wanted to. And then you're like, ah, I'm out of it. I'm off. I didn't do it. I failed. And you put a stop to your health journey instead of acknowledging that mistake or that lack of follow through on your intention as a part of the journey. It because it, those things don't need to be the end all be all. They don't need to mean that you failed. What they actually are are ways for you to get even better at following your vision. And to be clear, this is something that again, it, it might be a little uncomfortable. It might be hard. Most most of the time it is because you're having to come face to face with repeated challenges and shortcomings and mistakes, but it's through those that you learn, you grow, and you begin to minimize how often that happens. So that brings me actually, I almost said it before defining it as our fourth tip, my fourth tip to you, take hold of God's grace. So again, I'm bringing up episode six again, grace isn't just something that covers sins or mistakes. It's the very means by which we can change and do differently next time. It is the fuel of transformation. And really, it's by God's grace that you can begin to prefer water over soda, that you can enjoy going to the gym, that you can learn to cook meals that you enjoy. And I think so oftentimes we forget that 
this journey is a journey. It's not this regimented short-term process to just hit a certain goal. This is meant to become a lifestyle. You know, we hear it said oftentimes, you know, where it's like, oh, by God's grace, you know, this happened or, oh, it's all, you know, all glory to God. And so it's like, okay, well, if that's really true, which I believe it is, let's, let's be intentional with including God's grace in these moments and these challenges, you know, spending time talking it through with Jesus and making sure that we aren't missing all that's available to us in this amazing relationship with God, that we aren't missing the grace that he so freely gives in excess, even though we don't deserve it. It's completely unlimited. We can't overuse it. And I think sometimes too, we feel like there is a limit. We feel like, okay, seriously, Robin, though, if you knew how many diets I've done and how many times I said, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm not going to eat these foods or I'm going to cut down on the sugar or I'm not going to go through the drive through I, if there were a limit to grace, Robin, I'm telling you, I found it. <laughs> and the reality is that's just not true. You didn't find it. There is no end. And I, and the other thing that I would, I guess, address to this hypothetical person that I just created, uh, is that it's, it's not just about how many times you've tried something and failed. It's also that, that oftentimes those things are defined. You said, I don't know how many diets I've done. You, you don't know how many diets I've done. You don't know how many different things I've tried. And I think part of the challenge is to sh- that we need to shift from thinking of doing the next diet or following the next plan and turning our focus and having a perspective of, I'm beginning or embarking on a new way of living, a new lifestyle. This isn't, I'm not starting something I'm going to eventually stop when I hit a goal. I'm starting something that is recreating how I view food, how I make my choices and how I show up for my body and how I live my life. There's a big difference between that perspective and trying the next thing. Which brings me to my last point here. And number five, I actually already said it, but I'm going to say it again and emphasize it. You want to talk it through with Jesus. Every step of this is meant to be with him. When you're feeling discouraged, it's a great time to talk with him. When you're crushing it and you're like, heck yes, I just made it to the gym four days this week and I meal prepped and I cooked all the things and it tasted so good. Even my kids liked it. That's a great time to acknowledge him and give glory to him and to celebrate with Jesus. And when you're unclear and you're like, okay, I am stuck. I don't know what to do. I need direction. Again, that is a great time to seek him. Maybe he will direct you to somebody. Maybe he will give you divine insight. Maybe he will cultivate a new sense of motivation within yourself. At at the end of the day, at all points of this journey, Jesus is there and wanting to connect with you in this part of your life. And it's so important that we don't just try to live healthy for God. I think that's something that I have personally found myself doing just in all areas of my life. I'm kind of a natural achiever, I guess you would say. Sometimes I'll say I'm a recovering type A, recovering perfectionist, which is why I talk about grace all the time. Uh, And, you know, it's easy to fall into that pattern of, I'm doing this for God and forgetting that the whole point of this life is that we're doing everything with him. And that's what's going to actually enable a lifestyle 
that lasts and that brings about true transformation in your health. To summarize this, with clarity on what you want your health and your lifestyle to look like, which I believe could come from some divine inspiration when you sit down with God, you can then begin to get clear and experiment with what your daily habits look like to support that. And through it all, we must come from our relationship with Jesus and partner with him every step of the way. Friends, I hope this is encouraging to you and I look forward to continuing to support you in this amazing journey and opportunity we have to live a healthy lifestyle. And I will talk to you next week. As always, friend, if what you heard in this episode resonates with you, if you find yourself wanting support in really getting clear on, okay, what are my boundaries? What is my vision? I am not really sure on how to put that together for myself with my unique health needs. Or maybe, you know, you've tried that in the past. And when you're trying to take hold of God's grace, you're trying to implement, you still just find yourself not being able to be consistent. And you would love to have customized nutrition support and hands-on support, not only in implementing and learning what to do, but in partnering with God in your health. If that's something that you want, I would highly recommend two different things. One, joining my free Facebook group. There's a link to that in the show notes or two, apply for one of my remaining spots for June to be in my 16 week sustainable health program. I'm always taking applications. We do only have a few spots every single month and you can apply by again, going to the link in my show notes. You'll also find information about my method and the details about the program there as well. With that said, talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Vision Driven Health Podcast today. I hope this episode inspired you, supported you, and blessed you in some way. And if it did, it would mean the world if you would leave a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode on your social media. The more reviews and shares this gets, the more people can be blessed and encouraged in creating a Jesus-centered, sustainable, healthy lifestyle. Be blessed with hope, joy, and health. I'll see you next week.